Welcome to At The Lodge Masonic Podcast. All of the opinions in this podcast are ours and ours alone. We do not speak for any lodge or for any grand lodge. Thank you for listening. Welcome to At The Lodge Masonic Podcast. I am Worshipful Brother Logan Embry, current sitting master of Livermore Lodge number 186. And I'm Worshipful Brother Bruce Maxwell, current sitting secretary for life at Livermore Lodge number 186. Isn't it funny how that works out? It is. So it's been a little bit since we've we've done one of these where life has gotten wild and crazy. And uh, we've just kind of both been running ragged, burning the candle at both ends. And uh, I think since our last one, our lodge has had like three events or something in that short time, at least two. I know we've done the Easter egg hunt and uh, we had our three and a half degree the other night. And what seems like the other night, it was a week ago. Both were huge successes. Very, very big success. I'm very excited. I'm very proud of both of them, with the amount of community involvement, the amount of community involvement that we got out of it. Definitely a good participation. It's it's definitely, a, in my mind, it's, it's definitely a sign that we're doing things properly and that our community is starting to see what we're doing and trying to get involved with us and help us. And that's awesome. We've gotten, uh, what, at least one petition and possibly two more petitions coming in. Uh, two of those would be dual plural affiliation and one would be for a petition for the degrees possibly. Uh, so, I mean, you know, something's happening. People are starting to see us. That was the goal. That, that's the goal. We're definitely growing again and that's a good trend to be in. Yeah, and with that will come uh, the need to guard the West Gate, you know, uh, as petitions start to pick up and as thing, people want to join. Uh, I was listening to, I was listening to Brother Fluff's podcast the other day on, the, on my drive back home and uh you know, he was talking about we, we need to be a uh, not all inclusive group, and there's a reason we're not. And uh, definitely not a rubber stamp. You fill out a no. petition, you're automatically going to be a member. It's uh, definitely not a good position to be in, and can lead to a lot of negative aspects for the lodge itself. Yeah, I was listening to uh, the a couple of days before that, and I was driving into work. Uh, I was listening to The Winding Stairs. Uh, one, and uh, his name eludes me, but it's the brother who does uh, Fossil Bluff, the Etsy store. Which if you haven't seen his stuff, it's amazing. Uh, but they were talking about how their petition process works. And, you know, you're, these guys are talking about taking in 20 petitions a month. So, they had to go a little bit maybe extreme. Uh, some of, Sometimes they make their candidates, you know, their, their petition candidates wait six months before they even accept a petition. They make them come do lodge activities, come to the meetings, eat meals before the meetings, 
clean the kitchen and dishes while they're all in the meetings. <laughs> they, you know, they, they make sure that their candidates really want to be a member, uh, which is great. And I think that's what everybody needs to do. And just like everything, you know, not everything's going to fit everywhere, but you know, with what we did kind of with these, these last two candidates, we, we kind of drug it out a little bit more than the old 30 days, put them through kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's got its benefits to it. Yeah, they showed up to a few of our public events. They came out for a couple meals with the brothers. They got to know people here. And it wasn't just, hey, we got a petition on the secretary's desk. Anybody know him? Nah, not really. Send out the investigating committee. They just ask the questions and don't really go any further and rubber stamp you on in the door. That's, that's just not going to work. It's not going to lead to a fruitful relationship between those people and the lodge and more than likely they'll come in get their EA degree and we'll never see them again like so many others out there. Yeah. And I mean one one way he phrased it was uh, you know would I call this guy to watch my two daughters in an emergency. So that that's how well he wants to know them before he brings them in to even start their degree work and that's, you know, I, I'm going to say we're not there, but, man, I hope we can get to that point where I feel like I know the candidate that well before we put the degrees on them. Because, I mean, we are in that spot where we're on the, we're on the teeter, right? We, we've got to get members in, but we want to make sure they're good quality members. But I don't know if we, I don't know if we have the opportunity to afford a twelve-month initiatic experience. Yeah. At the same time, it can be stretched out a little bit too long. At that point, I agree. If I would have had to have waited six months from the time of showing interest to getting my EA degree, I don't know that I would have still been interested at the end of it. Yeah. That's just me personally on that one, though. There's some other people that don't have such an extreme case of ADHD as I have, and uh, another Ushani would come along, and I would lose interest in this and go to something else. But with the depth of masonry now that I'm in, it keeps my attention because there's always something new to learn. There's another historic book that I can go read, and... It has references to others, and I go deeper and deeper into that and continue my learning, and it's uh, always fun for me on that because I don't have to stay on the same subject on a narrow sense, but I'm within masonry constantly, so it gives me a, a nice outlet for uh, my condition. Yeah. Yeah. I agree if it was a six month thing leading to, I I can't say that I would have stuck it out. I guess it just depends on if you're getting anything during that time period, you know. Just like everything else, we try to make sure that we give our not just our new candidates or incoming brothers going through the degrees, but even our existing membership, we try to make sure that we give them something to make it worth their while. I guess it depends on that situation, but 
Yeah, hey, yeah. maybe we get blessed, and, and in six months, we'll have 800 petitions coming in this place, and we'll have to know what that what that feels like. To, to... Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem I don't exactly want at well, the moment. <laughs> no, no well, we need to be able to breathe a little bit. Eight really good petitions would be nice, though. It would. It would be very nice. But at the same note, three current members that hadn't showed up to lodge in 10 years walking by through the door would be equally as nice to me. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been pretty well blessed with that at the beginning of this year. And if, if we can get them back in here a couple times, you know, that kind of, you can see right here on the top of my list, one thing I want to talk about was attendance. And, you know, I like to think I've, I've I've matured in my Masonic uh, career, I guess. My, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, my opinions have kind of changed a little bit as as I'm a member longer and things. Uh, and you know, I reach out. I'm I'm listening to other podcasts and things like that, and kind of getting bits and pieces from it. And you know, I I'd put up on uh, Facebook, I think it was. A few weeks or a month or so ago, a post that had the like the EKG, the you know the heart rhythm or whatever, mm-hmm. and had a square and compass in there, and uh, you know said attendance be the life of your lodge, you know, or in, in essence like hey show up, you, you're needed, and and yes, show up to lodge, you are needed. I used to sit back and despise some members who wouldn't come in because now, granted, there are guys who come through, get their degrees, and they're hoping that when when they're brought to the sublime degree of a Master Mason that they're going to be handed the key to the vault for the national treasure. You know what I'm saying? Like They think there's something crazy that they're going to get worldly right and and that's not what we're about but they think they're going to get something and so they just never come back or you get some of those guys who just like being able to walk around and and wear the ring and carry the dues card in their pocket and say well i'm a mason i'm a mason but they they don't ever help and it's it's not because of other priorities they just choose not to come those are the kind of people it's maybe more directed towards, right? Like, come on back. We can use you. Come come be a helpful brother. Then you have your brothers who want so badly to be here, but they can't ever make it because of work. Or and, health. Or health. And, and that doesn't make them any less a mason, any less a brother. And then... You know, I'm this year, man. I've joined appendant bodies. We've we've joined almost every mainstream appendant body, right? Like we haven't gotten off into all the allied stuff, but we we've joined every mainstream appendant body that Kentucky has to offer. And I mean, we've got to pick and choose, right? Like as master this year, we've talked about it many times. I'm trying to just at least one, maybe two events at our lodge every month. 
And sometimes those fall on the same nights as an appendant body meeting. But my priority as master of this lodge is my lodge. And, and I was talking to uh, a brother we had the privilege of helping through his degrees, and he's, he now lives down in Texas. And we were on Facebook messaging, and, and he asked me, you know, what should I join? Which, which pain and body should I join? And I'm like, you know, join them all if you want, right? The important part is that we follow what we teach. We, you know, we teach the 24-inch gauge. We, we try to teach section your life out properly. Don't overload any one section. And <laughs> we claim, we make the claim, we make good men better, but a lot of times we bring guys in and we say, hey, you need to go join every appendant body. You need, to, you need to be in a Masonic organization at least four times a week. We're, you know, forget about everything. You need to do this. And, and we don't intentionally do it, right? But when we're doing that, we're pulling them away from their previous obligations and priorities. And in doing so, sometimes I don't think we're necessarily creating a better man. Uh, these are my opinions. All my opinions, my thoughts. Uh... But I say join whatever, join all the opinion bodies you want, right? Get those experiences. Join the Scottish Rite. That's a great experience. You get a lot of knowledge, a lot of light joining the Scottish Rite. And the same with York Rite. Join the chapter, join the council, join the commandery. But it doesn't mean you have to go to every single meeting and every single event, right? You can go and you can be as involved as you can. There's a difference between not wanting to be involved and, and not showing up and just, you know, paying your dues. And, and then the difference between I can't make it because I've got to work, but I really want to get this experience. You know, we're not promised tomorrow, so why would you pass on why would you pass if, if you have the opportunity to get the order of the temple? I mean, that, that's very profound order. Why, why would you pass on that if you had the opportunity? I might not be able to show up to every meeting, but I, I gain that experience. And that's what we should be encouraging our brothers to do is get your experience, gain your light, gain your knowledge. And in turn, it will grow our, our orders and our, our chapters and our lodges. Maybe not right this second. We might not see it right this second, but masonry is not short-term. I don't know. I'm going to step off soapbox now. That's just kind of where yeah. I've been at with it. Yeah, I've wanted to be able to attend the dependent bodies a whole lot more this year than what I've been able to, I haven't hardly been able to attend those at all, uh, just due to work obligations. And uh, I've had to start back to school for my work now. So taking a full-time student college education along with a full-time job, a wife and three kids. So I've made my Blue Lodge my priority as far as masonry goes and trying to make sure that I maintain here. But the others, the membership has value to me, 
I just can't go and do right now. Not saying that I won't ever be able to, but for right now, at this point in my life, there's just not enough hours in the day. Absolutely. Every time you choose one thing, you're sacrificing something else. There's always an opportunity cost to everything you choose in life. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've had to start traveling every month for work. I'm gone a week at a time. And for some people, that's not a lot, but for me, it is. Uh, I really enjoy being around my family and spending time with my wife and my daughter and going out and doing things with them. And I will often sit back and think to myself, on my dying bed, what will I regret more? Missing this meeting or missing saying goodnight to my little girl one more time? You know, and uh, that's how I think about it, right? That, I mean, everybody's different, but that's me. So, uh, in my case, I ended up getting a lot of mental health benefits from the lodge. It it drastically helps me, and uh, I'd like to be in it a lot more than what I'm currently able to. But at the same time, life changes. This time, a year, year and a half ago, I was in a lodge somewhere in this state, four to sometimes six nights a week, and. Mentally speaking, I was in a lot better place than uh, now that I'm not able to, but I've got a focus for my family of I'm looking for this goal in my career that's going to benefit them for the long haul. So I make a sacrifice. As men, we all make sacrifices every single day. Uh, there's tons of stuff that we all want to do, but we know that for the benefits of our family, there's something else that we have to do. Yep. And... I don't mind making that sacrifice. Actually, it makes me feel good about myself that I have the ability to go out and to provide for them. Uh, it's definitely something that's uh, not afforded to everybody to be able to be in my situation where I'm the sole earner for the family. So my wife, all three of my daughters, they depend on me. And it makes me feel good that every night there's a meal on the table there's a house for them to live in. They have internet. They have all this stuff that, you know, growing up, uh, it wasn't even a thing for me to be able to have that. Growing up on the farm, we didn't have a lot, so internet was a fresh new thing, and it was an expense that we just couldn't afford. Uh, video game systems, they just weren't a thing back then. But I'm able to provide these things for my family, and I'm really proud that they're able to have these things, have those experiences, participate in the school activities. But at the same time, that makes a sacrifice towards things that I want to do. So I have to pull back on that. I have to monitor myself by the 24-inch gauge to make sure I have the allotted amount of time to produce the work that needs to be done to continue that lifestyle for my family. But at the same time, masonry is extremely important to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have accepted the role of secretary here, which does take a large portion of time to be able to make sure the operations of the lodge are operating in the way they should according to the Constitution. Every now and then, you get in a situation where you have constitutional questions and you don't know if something's being done right or not, and you've got to spend an hour or two in the Constitution studying and making sure that before the action's taken, 
you've researched it and you know you're doing the right thing. And it, it's not a stagnant document. It evolves year after year after year. So what might be right last year, I've got to re-research this year to make sure that last Grand Lodge, something didn't get voted on, changed, and that I'm still doing it in accordance with our rules and regulations. Yep. Yeah, well, we're actually about at that meal time for our pre-lodge meeting, uh, or pre-meeting, whatever. It's been a long day. It's time for refreshment. That's right. It's been good talking with y'all. Uh, hit us up with any uh, questions that you want answered, or uh, any topics you want to hear about, our opinions on. I mean, we're just two guys. You know, our opinions don't really matter, but hey, sometimes people like to listen to it, so we'll talk. We don't, we don't care. We talk anyways. Might as well record it, right? Until next time, this has been At The Lodge Masonic Podcast. That's right. Have a good one.